mark the end of one era and mark the beginning of another. T-E-T-C. The end times continue. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the End Times Continue recording on this, the 3rd of September. I am Dino, and you are? And I am Ace. Man, uh, how, how, how have you been? How are things going? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. How about you? Oh, they're going okay. I'm just enjoying people on the internet being stupid. Um, oh, yeah, evergreen. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the the big stupid culture war controversy, <laughs> just to spend a minute on this, not long. The big stupid culture war controversy that's happening just kicked off today, actually. Yeah. Is that in Starfield, you can pick your pronouns. Oh, no. Did you know this? <laughs> How awful. <laughs> I, and never mind the Good fact that your God, Baldur's man. Gate 3 character can be a literal yeah, dick girl. Yeah, you can be completely trans in Baldur's Gate yes. 3, and I did not hear any. Uh, now, I'm not saying there wasn't any, but I, I did not hear a tenth of the complaints I have, I've seen from people complaining about the pronoun thing. No, now, and, and then people are just like, well, that game's not as popular as Starfield. Not as popular. It had the highest concurrent player count. <laughs> it almost has a million concurrent players at one point. What are you talking about? <laughs> Fucking insane, dude. And no. Starfield's in, isn't it still early access? It's not the early access, yeah. quote unquote. Like it, it was the, the pre order. Yeah. Still in, it comes yeah. out on like the 6th, right? Yeah. Yep. So what are you talking about? There's more people playing Starfield. No, there's fucking not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think, I, I think the Steam, uh, on Steam, it was like 200,000, uh, 200, which is a lot for early access, but it's still 200,000 compared to like 900,000. Exactly. It's not close. Uh, it's not a close number. And nobody uh, cared about being able to make a dick girl in fucking Baldur's no. Gate or Cunt like, Man, I, whatever. I don't immediately want to call these people hypocrites because I don't know exactly how they individually reacted to it, but... I did not hear any of the controversy. I didn't see it at all. Personally. I didn't see I didn't it. See it didn't come all. across my. It didn't come across my thing. Well, I think it's because everybody was too busy filleting the game for being a complete right. game on release with no microtransactions, no season passes, being a, a a a complete game when it came out. That was enough for people to fillet the game and overlook the fact that you can put whatever kind of genitals you want on whatever character you feel like. Like, people were, right, yeah. were totally just not even going to bring it up because the game was otherwise a departure from the normal AAA titles that we get now. Right. As far as oh, its God, monetization you, and stuff. And I try to stay away from all, like, culture war YouTubers. Like, that. I, I just, I can't. It's fucking I can't, boring. Like they're insufferable. They're insufferable yes. to me. Uh, uh, did you see uh, Nerdrotic's tweet about? Well, the culture war. We no one said the culture war was going to be easy. Buckle up. Like, no, <laughs> I'm not. No, I'm not getting in your car. <laughs> I, I'm it, not. Didn't Jackalope put a? Uh, yes. Put me preparing for the culture war, and it's the gif of the guy on the couch eating fucking popcorn. <laughs> yeah, it's George Costanza eating popcorn. Right, it was George. Just, like, <laughs> and like. Like, oh, it man. is, dude, I could not care less about this issue and the fact that there are people 
whose entire presence online exists just to look for the next thing they can be outraged at is just like I am. I, I want nothing to do with these people. Oh, it's, quite so, honest. It is it's so, so aggravating. Insane. I, 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 it's so annoying. Like it's to the point, and I, I, I came to this conclusion a while ago that the anti-SJWs act uh, just like the SJWs did in like performance. Oh yes, um, a, a lot of them. Uh, and it's like the, like the. I feel like the reason a lot of people hated the SJWs, it wasn't even what they were saying; it was how they were acting, how they were presenting what they were saying. And I feel like it's the same. Like they're doing the same thing for, um, for like the anti-SJW crowd. Yes, people. It's just it's tiring. It's annoying. It's I, a I, grift. Like it is. It's a complete hundred percent grift. Like I don't know how people can like watch a YouTuber who is just like waiting for the next Disney movie to come out or be really have a trailer release so that they can critique it for some SJW thing and not see that this is a grift. That they are making money off of doing this. Oh yeah, they are making money off of you viewing their content. Well, especially uh, when they could be grifting and complaining about things that, that gamers actually give a shit about and that actually <laughs> matter for the quality of the product. For example, right. and we talked about this before we started recording, for example, the fact that the game is so unoptimized that on ultra yeah. settings, it's set to use FSR at a 75% um, render scaling. So, so uh, on, by default, the game does not want to render at native resolutions. Yeah. For people who don't know what FSR is, is it's essentially an upscaler. So what happens is if you put turn FSR on, um, the game will essentially uh, lower the re- actual resolution uh, of the game uh, to, to like below. Sometimes well, it, it depends on what you have it set to, but it'll lower render it at a lower uh, percentage and then upscale it artificially yes. to give you the uh, kind of like you know an artificial. Uh, presentation of how 1080p or 1440p or 4k might look but there's some seams sometimes sometimes you can tell that some things are just a little bit off especially if you're very aggressive about it if you go higher you know if you go well i guess lower if you go to a lower percentage than like 70 percent you know Mm -hmm. it it starts to everything looks muddy just the upscaling is not as crisp as it should be yeah right and the game by default dude uses fsr to upscale on, even yeah. even on ultra, and it's and it's worse on low and medium. Low and medium are set to fifty percent by default. If you if you're yeah, playing at ten eighty p, the game is rendering at fifty percent of that resolution and upscaling. The same is true yeah, for like on high at sixty two percent. I've I've only played I think like seven to eight hours of it so far. It's uh, so it, on the topic of the game itself. Uh, I'm enjoying it at the moment, but it is slow. Like the game, it's much slower than from what I understand every other Bethesda game. Yeah, um, just kind of taking a little bit to get off the ground. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Uh, so I can't really like comment on the game itself yet. Uh, uh, people have told people who have, like really love Skyrim have said that they really love this game too. So I, I have like hope for that. Um, 
but yeah, I, I can't really comment on the game itself. But yeah, those performance issues are are something to uh, kind of like scratch your head at. Yes. <laughs> uh, once I, again, I, I think the modders will uh, hopefully optimize. Oh, they'll have to. <laughs> they'll have to. But but the point is that Bethesda's priorities are so fucking out of whack. They didn't yeah. optimize the game. They were just like, eh, just have it scale at a lower resolution. And it was like, well, but, and there and and the, so the game by default, dude, on people's. $1,500 rigs, $800 graphics cards, like 4070 TIs, right? The game looks mm-hmm. muddy and shitty because they're so aggressive with their scaling <laughs> because they want to get people good frame rates, but it's like, but it looks like shit now. Have you ever, I was going to say, this is not unfortunately new for Bethesda, where have you seen the, I think it's called like the Fall of uh, Fallout 76 or it's something yes. akin to that. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The case they, that Bethesda a, is like engaged in actual fraud uh, yes. is a good is a good case to make. <laughs> uh, and that's not to say yeah. either that the game is bad. Like the systems can be great, no, 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 the story no, no, no. can be yeah. great, all that stuff can be great. But this is a decision by Bethesda to not put um, to not put effort into optimization and to instead just rely on FSR to get people playable mm-hmm. frame rates in this game. And yeah. it, and that's not good. FSR, we were talking about it earlier, FSR is best used to make underpowered hardware get better, mm-hmm. especially handhelds like the Steam Deck and stuff like that, where yeah. those, those AMD cores in the Steam Deck are really good, really good little <laughs> chips. They're awesome, mm-hmm. but they're not, you know, we said before, uh, before we started the show, I said they're not a 4080, and FSR mm-hmm. is really good on a screen that's like 8 inches and you can you can oh, yeah. really crank that up and and actually get something really looking quite good, um, mm-hmm. but you it's not for a you know twenty three inch twenty five inch fourteen forty p display. It's just not going to look right. as good. <laughs> and relying on that to get gamers playable frame rates on a card that they paid eight hundred dollars for <laughs> is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, as we were saying before the show, like you'd never get a second chance at a first impression. So even if like Starfield is phenomenal, which I've heard like it, it's pretty good, right? It, yes, it's, absolutely. Uh, but it's like the if people go into the game having like technical issues, a lot of people might just drop the game and then just never come back to it, even if it's a really good game. So that's it's like, you yeah. know, if you don't optimize your game well, you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot because it kind of doesn't matter how good the game itself is on its own. If people have if there's no like accessibility for people to play it because there's yes. just like really bad performance issues. Well, you yeah, that's going to stain the image of the game. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> stuff like yeah. that. Now, I don't think I don't think there've been as many performance issues, uh, like uh, hard like performance bugs. That is certainly no. concerning the visuals, but uh, I don't want to make it sound like uh, it's riddled with bugs. Like, Actually, I mean, a like lot that. of people have been saying it's like the smoothest as far as an experience goes, and like running into mm-hmm. bugs and things like that. It's one of the smoothest yeah. games they've ever released. Yes, for sure. No, for it for sure is. Yeah, which makes a lot of sense. That sounds awesome to me because if you remember. I mean, it's Bethesda bugs have always been like a cross between comedic and totally immersion breaking. Right. Um, Yes. (laughs) Which is which is I mean, that's just something that people kind of like about Bethesda. Honestly, they find it. Yeah. yeah, There's there's a certain type of. Yeah, there's certain type of I think there's certain types of bugs that are almost endearing Mm -hmm. that people are like that are almost 
nostalgic for people. Like you play a Bethesda game and then you run into that bug that you know has been in every other town. You're like, ah, I had an old friend. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Yes. Something like that. Uh, whereas, uh, but some of them are just like, I have to, I can't go on with my save at the moment because the game will not let me progress. Exactly. <laughs> then you have those types of bugs. Yes. Yeah. It, it's, it's the difference between Skyrim on launch and Cyberpunk on launch. <laughs> like, right. Yes. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is, which is fine. I don't mind that either. Yeah. I, honestly, I, I think, I think people, I think people sort of, especially in PC gaming, people, uh, romanticize the past a lot. Like, they forget the fact that, yeah, there were bug fixes released on floppy disks for every fucking PC game that came out in the 90s. Right. Like, that is, it's never been that a game launched without bugs. That's just not, not the norm. Yeah, no. Right? You just don't really, it's, it's the same thing, like, with nostalgia, right? When you think back to something, you, your mind usually, unless it was super traumatic, your mind usually, like, uh, remembers good things and try yes. and just ignores, like, all the annoyances you had. Because, yes. you know what I mean? It's 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 like that. Like yeah, no. You, there were times when you played Skyrim and you just hated some of your experiences. Sometimes, yes. but you don't remember those as much as you remember all the good, cool times you had playing Skyrim. Exactly. Uh, you know, it's just that's just normal behavior. Uh, but but yeah, yeah, no, for sure. It, it's it's. Uh, I think a lot of people, and this is just an in general thing. A lot of people always like fall prey to the man. The past was so much better. It's like, well, maybe in some ways, I don't want to say it's not, It will, there weren't things in the past that were better, but you know what I mean? I'm not like saying all new well, things I mean, are monet- better, give you a game, monetization like, is one of those things that right. absolutely was better back Yes. Right, exactly. I, uh, I, it's just dangerous to like fall into the idea of that all the best times are behind you type right. thing, uh, type thinking, right? That That's just like, I, I think a lot of people do that. Because it's like, wow, I remember all these great things from my childhood, but then when you think, when if you were to actually remember everything that happened, you're like, eh, it's not too bad right now either. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's really not, I mean, again, we got a we got the game like Baldur's Gate 3. I mean, this is actually, right. and Starfield 2, I mean, uh, Armored Core 6, this is, this is one of the best years for yeah. games that, uh, yeah, I, oh, that I remember in a, in, a, in a long time. Oh, yeah, there's so many cool things coming out this year that have already released and are coming out. So yeah. It's, yeah. So it's it's sure. not like it's a bad, it's not like it's, it's not like games are bad, right? Monetization no. sucks now in a lot of games, yeah. but a game like Starfield, like Armored Core, like Baldur's Gate 3, I think we might be seeing the tide turn on some of the monetization stuff that people have been bothered by in the past. Right. And, and also, loot boxes aren't a thing anymore. Do you They're remember loot boxes? EA, EA just released a single player FPS experience that nobody's playing because it's fucking weird and it looks kind of generic and it's and it's Unreal uh-huh. Five without art direction, so it looks kind of like uh-huh. AM, but nobody's playing the game. Like, but yeah. but EA just released a single player FPS experience without loot boxes, microtransactions. Like it's just a game that you can play. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, like I I think back and a new you know, IP. And I I'm sorry. Continue. No, sorry. I was going to say, I remember at the time, I didn't really care about loot boxes too much. But when I think back on it now, I'm like, wow, that's crazy that those existed. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's insane. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's Um, the same thing as like, if you remember, I mean, here's the thing, though, too. Loot boxes weren't all the Battlefront 2 launch loot box system. Loot boxes, like if you take, for example, a lot of people are mad at Overwatch 2's monetization. Because the battle pass system and things like that actually gets you less stuff than the loot box system did. 
You used to get right. loot boxes just like crazy in Overwatch. Overwatch yeah, 1, th- that's you, were, right. you were always getting a new loot box, and yeah, you were probably going to get voice lines you don't give a shit about, and, and, and skins you already had or whatever, but, but you were always getting, getting more stuff. Um, even though it was loot right. boxes, you got enough of them that it felt fine. Like, I, didn't, I don't have to go buy them. I can just play the game, and I get a lot of loot boxes just doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, that, and that, I think, was fine, but uh, then it turned into Battlefield I, 2 loot boxes. Yeah, I still... Yeah, I think I still prefer, like, hey, I have money. I'm willing to purchase, like, a skin or something like that. Uh, and I don't want to have to risk that I'm going to get some trash thing yes. <laughs> with my money. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know. Well, that's why I was specifically uh, calling like out Overwatch, Overwatch originally because you really right. didn't have to buy them. You got a lot of them just for playing the game. Yeah. Um, no, you did. Yeah, yeah. That's in games true. where you have to buy the loot boxes or the loot boxes come out of the battle pass, it's like, ugh. Never mind this. Right. This is terrible. Yeah. Because you're spending money on shit you don't you don't know what you're going to get. And I do agree with, right. you know, the sort of Asmongold position of like, if you're giving money to a game, you should know exactly what you're getting in return. Right. Yeah. And I don't want to play a slot machine game in my mm-hmm. game. <laughs> you know, you know. Yes. I'm not a, I'm not a gambler. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, here's the thing. This is one of the things too. I was talking to my dad about this. And he he told me he said, "I think we're going to have some social fallout from something that that like nobody's really paying attention, but gambling is getting ridiculous ridiculously huge my brother was talking about his friends who who bet on sports and they're just they just lose money and chase their losses betting on sports betting on fantasy sports um people betting on on uh people gambling on with loot boxes and csgo skins and shit like that um yeah all the game rooms that have opened up like outside of lubbock texas okay there's a little strip Mm -hmm. of game rooms that are all along Highway 84. And on, like, Sat- Friday, Saturday nights, it's just cars everywhere, dude. Yeah. Well, it's like, you know, people used to say, oh, yeah, don't go to Vegas because if you have, if you, you know, you can throw all your money away. But now Vegas came to you. Uh, yes. You know, <laughs> through the internet uh, and stuff like that. And again, I'm not saying, you know, you know, if you're going to go gamble, I'm not going to recommend it necessarily. But, you know, it's it's your money, whatever. But, uh, yeah, it's probably not the smartest decision, statistically. Well, I mean, here's (laughs) the thing. People get, people are not, this is part of the problem. I think people are not literate in statistics, and I think people Mm -hmm. are not literate into, in, in the traps that they can psychologically fall into. Like, people who chase their losses, people who don't understand that gambling isn't a free money machine, like, it's not a method by which you're going to get free money. It's a method by which you're going to pay for the possible excitement of maybe getting money back. Like, like that's the, right. that's what you're buying is the experience yes. of m- maybe getting money back. Maybe not. Like, you don't know. Ah. Right. Um, I bet on the horses. <laughs> right. When I go to the horse races, I bet on the horses. I don't bet anything. I'm not willing to lose. I do like two and $3 bets. I'm not out here, you know, right. Putting 50 bucks on a horse. I don't do that shit. I, I bet money. I'm yeah. willing to lose. And, and here's the thing at the horse races, you get a stat book. And you can see, especially depending on the track you're at, you can see like, hey, this horse has raced a lot at this elevation, so that horse, this horse has a better chance at performing at this particular track. Like you can, you can really, you you can sort of, it's it's still chance, but there's a little bit of knowing the stats to it. Um, sure. 
And so, but it's one of those, you still don't bet more than you're willing to lose, and you don't chase your right. losses. <laughs> right. And I think people just don't know the what what gambling is mechanically well enough. You know what I mean? Right. Because it's been so taboo for so long that people haven't like experienced it. Really, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a, there's a there's a lot of people who are getting into gambling now who like there's no method by which they would have been taught what gambling is unless they had you know somebody around them who told them. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? No, sure, yeah. But so many people are falling into it, and it's just, it's going to cause problems. I, I really do think it's going to be bad, like, socially. Oh, yeah, I, I think, uh, like, you know, with, in, in terms of gambling, it's always like, okay, yes, you know, again, if, if someone's into gambling, again, it's like, yeah, it, it's your money, man. But it, it's also like, statistically, you know, it's like, it's like, look. Uh, everyone has probably bought a lottery card, you know, at mm-hmm. one point in their life, probably. Just oh, sure. Because, you know, I hey, scratch off not much for the hell lose. of it. Yeah there's, yeah. there's not much to lose. I don't have a big chance. I know that. But it's, you know, it's not much to lose. But if you're buying 20 lottery tickets a week uh, or something like that, uh, yeah. it's like, OK, hang on. Uh, <laughs> just, you know, <laughs> And, and but but you know it, there's always that overriding factor in people's heads like but yeah but what if i win it big then it'll all have been worth it right? yes exactly <laughs> exactly yeah, so that, but what if i'm yeah. the one yeah, <laughs> you, exactly. you won't be you won't be <laughs> stop thinking that way <laughs> you're going to lose <laughs> you're paying for the experience <laughs> yeah uh I just don't. I, I just think there's a lot of people who don't really understand gambling mechanically, and now they're exposed to it because it's everywhere. And just it was kind of everywhere overnight. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I mean, I think you know, like uh, especially with like betting markets and stuff like that all over the place. I think it's like, yeah, that's also a thing as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I do have a problem with the with getting the kids gambling. Like these these uh, these websites and stuff that has that have fourteen year olds betting on CS:GO skins and shit, or or, or gambling oh, for yeah. CS:GO skins and crap like that. I have sure. a fucking problem with that. I really do. Sure. I, I think that's. I think it is highly immoral for the the actual for the, the the people running the business to be knowingly having children gambling on their website. It's like you're right. you're fucked. That is yeah. terrible. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. Um, adults, I don't give a shit. Do what you want. But right. <laughs> when you when you're when you've actively got kids gambling for CS:GO skins, it's like uh, you're you're an asshole. Yeah, no, for sure. Um. Oh goodness. Anyway, oh oh, there was one more thing I wanted to say. So like, I was looking mm-hmm. at those performance numbers in that thing. I'm, I think when I finally upgrade my rig, which I need to do now. Mm-hmm. When I finally upgrade my rig, dude, I'm getting a 3070 Ti. Mm, okay. At its price point, that's the card that's worth what it costs right now. Mm, yeah, I, I think the, um, the 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 forty series is obviously like super expensive. Um, I've heard I I don't know the exact performance numbers on the thirty seventy, but I've heard from other people that it's fairly good. And I've heard also like like corroborating what you said that it's uh it's like the best performance for the buck. Like if you're trying yes. to be like not spend a lot of money on a card, uh, that's probably one of the better ones for your buck. Yes, it, it beats the forty sixty. 
Yes. Um, yeah. It is, and, and it's uh, very, very similar in price to the 4060. Mm-hmm. Right. Which, which is a card that doesn't make sense at its price point. The 4060 needs yeah. to cost 100 bucks less than it does. Right. And, because, and I think part of the problem, part of the reason that the 3070 is still worth what it's worth today is because the value is so bad on the 40 series that the older mm-hmm. cards are holding their value better. <laughs> like... Yeah. <laughs> I I do think one downside to the 30 series versus the 40 series of cards is that I think the 40 series exclusively has frame generation on it, DLSS3 frame generation. Uh um, yes, that might be exclusive to the 40 series. Yeah, I, I believe that's true. And, and like so frame generation what I, what that means is essentially like between two frames, right? Between any two frames, if you have frame generation on, the um the card like in the rtx the um it will essentially like in in institute a frame in between real frames so you're getting like kind of like what's called a fake frame in between every two frames which is supposed to increase uh well your frame rate by like around 50 percent um it's it's, similar uh, to the technology that makes new tvs when you get them new um, they, they have that, like the, 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 what is called the soap opera effect, well, right? Yes. Where it right. looks terrible. It actually looks fine in video games. You can't really like video for some reason it works well, in video the reason, games. You can't really tell. The reason it works in video games, why it is because there's a certain interactive element to it, mm-hmm. right? There's, you want respond when you're playing a video game, you want responsiveness to your actions, right? Like if I push down on a control, I want, uh, you know, the game to, uh, I want to see that my it's happening in real time, right? I, I want to know that uh, my actions when pressing the button on the controller or a keyboard or something is having an actual effect in real time in yes. the game. And that uh, more frames uh, increases that effect. It increases that like immersion of, yeah, I, I'm doing that right now. And it yes. doesn't look choppy. Uh, if you're watching a film and it's like that, it's like, well, I, I when I'm watching a film, I don't necessarily want it to feel like the people are just in the room with me. I, I, some mm-hmm. people may want that, but you know what I mean? It just looks weird. It has, I don't like that. Like watching a movie in anything above 24 frames makes me sick. Uh, <laughs> I have actively turned, I have actively turned that feature off on people's television. Like I'll, yeah. I'll go to a, a can... family member's house and they'll have it on. And like, I've sneakily just turned that off real quick. Yeah. Like I don't sit there and do a calibration on their TV. Right. But I just like we'll turn that right. feature off because it looks terrible. I, I can understand if you're watching sports and you want that on. That's why that they turn it on by default me. on those stupid right. things because it works so well for like football. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but anything else, any type of like fictional like uh, uh, drama or something like that. No, it no, looks no. terrible. It ruins the experience of watching stuff it, like that. It, no, it does. It does. It, like, look. Uh, the uh, movies are shot movies and TV shows except for like you know rare exceptions are shot on 24 frames for a reason that's like the director's intent right yes um, and when you tr- artificially try to make it that not the case you're kind of losing the effect of what the experience was meant to be uh, yes so and yeah, it's I, also I don't like audience it. expectation to a certain extent everybody's used to 24 yes. FPS we know what it looks like yeah Yes. And, and, and when you start messing with that, <laughs> it feels like movies wiggly. because that's always what movies have been to us. Yes. That's, uh, it's like, that's the movie frame rate. <laughs> exactly. And video games, it just doesn't work as well. I mean, more frames is more gooder in video games, right? But that's the... Yes. That's, uh, yeah. I mean, unless you're making There's it look mediums. muddy at 50% right. resolution and scaling it up. Ugh. Right, yeah. There's different mediums, so obviously it's not the same standard. But yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. I just, I am, I'm honestly, I'm willing to give up a feature like that, especially with FSR three mm-hmm. working so oh, that's well, true. working like, like working so much better than FSR two and being compatible all the way down to the 20 series. It's mm-hmm. like, I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I'm okay giving up frame gen if my frames mm-hmm. look better. Sure. I, I'll trade, if I have to run FSR to break the, the, you know, the 100 frames a second barrier in, like, in a game, mm-hmm. I'm okay doing that if FSR works really well, and then I don't have to, like, I don't, I don't need frame gen. You know what I mean? Sure. Sure, sure, yeah. So I'm okay with that. I just... I'm I'm I I just don't see the value in the 40 series right now. I just don't think it's they're very expensive. Yeah, they're very expensive. I I think they're it's more like kind of future proofing. Like if you buy a 49 or like especially if you buy a 4090, you're kind of like future proofing, I guess, a little bit. Um, But sure, for for like the 4090, 4080, yes, that that makes a certain amount of sense. But when you get down to the 4070 and like the 4070 Ti yeah, no. and the 4060, the, the, the prices just don't track. I, I 100% agree. Yeah, the 4060 and 4070s might as well not have come out, I think, probably. Yes. Uh, yeah, and then they released the 4060 Ti and the performance uplift on that is like negligible for the price. Yeah. Just buy a 3070 yeah. Ti. Yeah. <laughs> why, why, would you, why would you buy a 40 series card if it's not a 4080 or a 4090? It, it just doesn't make sense. Um, yeah. for the price, and I know a lot of people are just like, "Well, it's the newest thing," and it's it, that's true. It's the newest thing, and if you've got the money, go ahead. But if you're if you're trying to basically, if you're doing dollar per frame sort of calculation, um, the thirty series is still very good, <laughs> and it's a more reasonably yeah. priced. No, for sure, yeah. Um. Yeah, and I think I think that's part of why the 30 series has has held its value so well is because the the mid and low end 40 series cards are just not not worth yeah. it. Yeah, right. Because if, again, if most people are playing games at 1440p, because that's like the that's like the sweet spot for a lot of gamers. Um, uh, you know, 4K you can play at 4K, uh, but like you know, I, we were talking about before the show, 1080p to 1440p is a noticeable difference. It is a noticeable uh, for, difference, especially at the size of the average monitor and, and the distance people yes. sit at. Yeah, 1440p to 4K, you can notice a difference, but not as much. Uh, yeah, and and um, that that they've actually done, they've actually run um, like tests. Um, I think Linus actually did a video on this a while back, but like how. Eight gate eight K gaming is kind of like a fad. The uh, the next fad because it's like you are not going to be able to your eye will not actually be able to notice a difference unless yes. you're like sitting at two inches from your eight K display. Yes, uh, not not at the distances and the pixel density of the average right. of the average monitor. You can't tell. Yeah, no. So it's like fourteen forty p is the sweet spot, and the thirty series cards run fourteen forty p fantastically in most yeah, cases. Absolutely. So, Especially if you get just like that. I mean, why would I? Why would I get a forty sixty when I can get a thirty seventy Ti for just a little yeah. bit more money and get the mm-hmm. the the price to performance is just incredible. And yeah. like that that difference is so worth it. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I just don't. I just. I don't know what they were thinking, really, because like people aren't. I, how well did the twenty series sell? Did they not expect to sell a lot of low end forty cards, and that's why they pumped up the numbers yeah. so much? Yeah, I don't know. I really don't know because um, <laughs> I like 
like I, if they want to like put out like a, a premium card and charge a lot of money, I think what the forty ninety is what like fifteen hundred, sixteen hundred, or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, like, I think I can actually pull it up real quick. You keep going though. Like that is marketed toward the people who are like the first adopters, the people who are kind of like you know I want the best of the best right now. And the forty ninety is the best graphics card on the market, like, absolutely. No doubt. Like if you just disregard the price. If you're just talking about raw power and performance, yeah, the 4090 clears, right, 100%. Yes. But the way it is right now, it's like people who get that card are, and, and again, obviously, like, you look, like, I'm not, like, shading anyone who gets it. Uh, no, if I, you have I, that I to spend that. on it, have that. Yeah, if you like, have, yeah, for no, for sure. If you have, if you're willing to spend the money, then absolutely, right? <laughs> but, um, but it's, it's like, for most people, most people are not going to get that card. So no. I guess they tried to like come up with the forty seventy and forty sixty just to say, oh hey, here here's you know this, but don't look too closely at the performance between the thirty seventy yeah. and the forty sixty. Uh, please don't look at that. Here you go. Here's you guys. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering if they're just expecting people to stick with their with their twenty seven. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because I mean, I mean, and and that wouldn't be a weird expectation. People stuck with the 1060. That was the the mm-hmm. top card on the Steam hardware survey for. Um, let's see, it came out in like 2018, and it was it had the biggest install base of I think any card um, mm-hmm. by like 2020, and then it stayed at yeah. the top of the Steam hardware survey until last year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So that card was from 2018. To now, people are just now replacing 2060s. Like just over the last, yeah. you know, the, the you know year or so, replacing 2060s. 2018 to yeah. to basically now, it's a long run for a card. I think, I think people are sort of, I think they're expecting people to stick with like their 20 series cards that they got when those mm-hmm. launched. You know, sure, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I'm I'm still running a 2060. <laughs> Or not a twenty, uh, a ten sixty. I'm still running a ten sixty, and I'm I'm, I play. I get fucking forty to fifty frames in Cyberpunk. Like, there's no, Mm -hmm. honestly, there's no excuse for Starfield to run the way it does. But yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Anyway, yeah. That's that's that. It's just the the value is just not there for me. Mm -hmm. For the fortune. Sure. No. Sure. Sure. Um. Anyway. Yeah, that's that discussion. <laughs> we were talking a little bit about that, but it, honestly, I think it's interesting though the oh. way that the component prices have have been is is wild. Yeah, um, did you see the Baldur's Gate three mod that added like forty new races? No, I did not. Oh yeah, they added a bunch of races from like D and D, like uh, like uh, like books and stuff like that, like the Planescape um, races and stuff that are. Yeah, yeah, here, let me, uh, I'll link it to you, actually, here. Um, th- this was like, oh, wow, I, I, I love to see, like, modded content that kind of goes loud like that. Um, yeah, these are all, like, D&D races that have been, like, you know, like, that have been, like, car- part of, like, D&D for a long time, but aren't as, like, popular, usually, uh, but are nice to have, you know, uh, in, um, whenever you're playing a game of D&D stuff like that because if you look at the actual like race list of, of D&D it's massive um so oh, it's yeah, cool absolutely. that the modders have kind of like added more in that's very cool that is very 54 yeah, yeah. 
54 races. Um. Uh, they edit the cobalt, which is one of my favorite. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's really. <laughs> I, I might download that mod just for that. I'm looking through it. I'm looking through. It looks like they added the um some of the Final Fantasy, like crossover. What? This is wild. I love this. Yeah, this is so cool. Um. Wow, that's that's really cool. I am uh, actually I started a modded playthrough of the game. Oh yeah, what mods did you add? Um, I only added mods that could that that operated through the mod folder and the mod manager. Oh right, right. So yeah, because the tools haven't been released yet, right? The folder, right, mod. right. And the yeah. mod folder based stuff is like easier to if I need to uninstall or if it breaks something, it's it's way easier to do that than right. than with something that actually replaces game files. Um, right, right, right. And that was one of the that was one of the things about a lot of the a lot of the mods that mess with the models and stuff like that are mm-hmm. mods that that you have to replace game files, and that's that can be hellacious mm. to uninstall if it breaks something. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. So I elected not to do that. I'll probably do that once the mod tools are out and people are mm-hmm. using those instead. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, the the it's it's I'm I'm enjoying. Uh, some of my uh, some of the mods that I picked, I'm enjoying. I I got visual mods that you know ch- have different dyes and and uh, uh-huh, yeah, so different clothing and stuff like that. I'm I'm enjoying it. It's actually really cool. But um, is there a, a transmog mod yet? There uh, is a transmog chance? mod. I don't know if it is through the mod folder or if you okay. have to actually drop it where the game is. I'm not sure. Gotcha, gotcha. But there is a transmog mod. Yes. Okay. Cool. Which is something that should have been in the game to begin with, but yeah, I, I was a little surprised that wasn't in the game because that's like kind of like a standard RPG thing at this point. Usually. Yes. Uh, yeah. But one of the mods that has the styles for all the clothing, there's a secondary mod that can that allows all those clothing styles to be turned to be dropped in the camp clothing slot. Mm-hmm. So you can oh, okay. you can drop those in the camp clothing slots and then change your default view to your camp view. And right. and they can they can be wearing whatever you want. Okay, so that's like a workaround transmog, essentially. Okay, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. But there is an actual transmog mod. I'm just not okay. sure how it works. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so yeah, that's it's. I'm 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 excited to go through and do a dark urge playthrough on a modded game. Oh yeah, that's gonna be fun. Um. Speaking of tech stuff, that's a bad way to get into this. But anyway. Um, do you remember back when Apple was going to start scanning everyone's photos and stuff, uh, looking for CP and, and things of that nature. And there were a lot of people, I I was among them who said, this is a bad idea. Mm -hmm. This is, this is a bad idea for privacy reasons. Um, well, published in wired on the 31st. Apple's decision to kill its CSAM photo scanning tool sparks fresh controversy. Um, in December, Apple said that it was killing an effort to design a privacy-preserving iCloud photo scanning tool for detecting CSAM on the platform. Originally announced in August 2021, the project had been controversial since inception. Apple had first paused it that September in response to concerns from digital rights groups and researchers that such a tool would inevitably be abused and exploited to compromise the privacy and security of all iCloud users. This week, a new child safety group known as Heat Initiative told Apple 
that it is organizing a campaign to demand that the company detect, report, and remove CSAM from iCloud and offer more, to- more tools for users to report CSAM to the company. I don't mind reporting features. So probably fine. Um, today, in a rare move, Apple responded to the heat initiative, outlining its reasons for abandoning the development of the CSAM scanning feature and instead focusing on a set of on-device tools and resources for users, known collectively as communication safety features. The company's response to the heat initiative, which Apple shared with Wired this morning, offers a rare look, uh, not just at its rationale, uh, but at its broader views on creating mechanisms to circumvent user privacy protections. Uh, I'm going to skip. Quote, child sexual abuse material is abhorrent, and we are committed to breaking the chain of coercion and influence that makes children susceptible to it. Uh, Eric Neuenschwander, I think is how you would pronounce that, at least in the proper German. I don't know. Apple's director of user privacy and child safety wrote in the company's response to the initiative. He added, though, that after collaborating with an array of privacy and security researchers, digital rights groups, and child safety advocates, the company concluded that it could not proceed with development of a scanning mechanism, even one built specifically to preserve privacy. Quote, scanning every user's privately stored iCloud data would create new threat vectors for data thieves to find and exploit. It would also inject the potential for a slippery slope of unintended consequences. Scanning for one type of content, for instance, opens the door for bulk surveillance and could create a desire to search other encrypted messaging systems across content types. Um, so there you go. That was Apple's reasoning for, uh, for abandoning <laughs> this project. The, the reasoning that uh, everyone that I sort of follow... Who could have thought it? <laughs> right, right. Everyone already. Everyone had told Apple this when they initially were lo- going to launch the program. Privacy advocates, everybody said, Apple, don't do this. This is a bad idea. And uh, it turns out they looked at it and agreed <laughs> that this creates a massive hole in user privacy. And it's yeah. not, the, the juice isn't worth the squeeze for something right. like this. Yeah, uh, like... <laughs> It's just like, you know, like more philosophically, more like, you know, broader legal perspective. Would it be possible theoretically to say that, yeah, if if you did have like the state or someone or, you know, some entity always surveilling people at all times in all places everywhere, could you like potentially stop bad things from happening? Sure. Yeah. That does not mean. Yes. And while that's true and while people may think, well. Why don't we just do that? It's like because it's a violation of a human being's like dignity yes. for one for you like to be <laughs> essentially treated uh like an animal in a panopticon. Uh <laughs> Exactly. Like um and that means more to me than the fact that bad people could get away with bad things just just plainly speaking. Like I would rather live in a world where bad people can get away with horrendous things that are that are absolutely horrendous. Yes, and still, and it still be the case that it is not acceptable to cross the line uh, that you are going to like uh, treat individuals in a way, in a like horrific way, in order to stop things, other things you regard as bad. That's just like a a hard line I take. It's for the same reason that that they attack uh, they attack encryption in in a for the children rapper. You know what I mean? They 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 attack right. encryption by saying, "Well, so the people communicate, uh, you know, bad things in in encrypted channels." And it's like, yeah, but people also communicate totally regular, normal shit in encrypted channels. People communicate stuff that needs to be kept private in encrypted channels. Right. For example, there are a number of people who uh, this. I mean, 
if there's conversations about clients or cases that I'm privy to. Uh, Or whistleblowers. Or whistleblowers, whatever it may be. Things that need to be kept private. It's your responsibility to keep this stuff private. It has to be communicated on encrypted channels, or you're you're not being responsible with that information. Um, (laughs) Meredith Whitaker, the CEO of of Signal, said, uh, Apple's statement is the death knell for the idea that it's possible to scan everyone's communications and preserve privacy. Apple has many of the best cryptographers, software engineers, and infinite money. If they can't, no one can. And then she says in parentheses, yeah. they can't, no one can. <laughs> <laughs> and she's absolutely yeah, I, correct. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there was a guy who, who, it, said, uh, who said, can there ever be a technological solution that can simultaneously preserve every innocent person's privacy and fully enable law enforcement to find and catch all the bad guys? The answer to that is no. 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 <laughs> I'm sorry. What were you going to say? There was a no. I was going to say I know. I was just going to say no. Like there, no, you, there isn't. Uh, like, uh... <laughs> yeah. And 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 given the choice between the two, fully preserving every innocent person's privacy is more important than giving law enforcement the ability to find and catch bad guys. Right. Yeah. It, it kind of goes back to like you know Blackstone's ratio, uh, like a yes. lot where it's like yeah, I'd rather let bad people go free. Uh, than harm in a single innocent person. Yes. Um, yeah. Then strip innocent people of their privacy. Yeah. It's just not. It's just not worth it. And and that was the. Yeah. That's the. Uh, that's. <laughs> people complain about that. People act like. Um, people act like. Uh, there's there's you but you have to be willing to do whatever you can to stop people who hurt the kids. Right. And it's like, look, I empathize with that desire. I, I understand yes. and I get it. And I understand feeling that way. I do, but that's stupid. <laughs> yeah. You, the idea that, well, you know, we're justified in order to stop a bad thing. We're justified into whatever we, whatever we can. Uh, to stop the bad thing is like that's you know even if you have even if you're motivated by purely good reason uh, there are still lines you don't cross if you want to uh, you know if, if you believe in this thing called you know human rights sure which uh, if you, you know if you didn't why it, it's a little strange to me why you'd be caring at all about some human suffering uh. yeah absolutely well this is the other thing too um it's the same kind of argument that applies to like laws that make porn sites collect people's IDs. Mm-hmm. It's like you want me, you want to by law, and by dint of having visited a website, you want a person to upload their driver's license <laughs> to servers owned by people they don't know, right? In places they don't know. You want people to upload that piece of information, a driver's license. By the way, that's all you need to steal somebody's identity is a driver's license. If you have yeah. that, you have everything. That, you, you want people to do that. Why? Because minors might access the same website? Right. Yeah. I'm sorry, <laughs> I don't believe in this for the kids bullshit. The world is not yeah, Disneyland. No. Yeah. You can't you, you you can't have those giant you can't introduce giant gaping holes into people's privacy and security and yeah, say it's for the kids. I'm sorry. 
I was I was having an argument with someone uh, like a couple days ago about this, where it's like you know uh, they were talking about like well we need to either outlaw uh, pornography sites or we need to like you know uh, make make it so yeah as you said people have to like upload their identity on them stuff like that or have a user verification system or something like that and it's like look the fact that some kid can find some could find some porno mag or something right it's like that doesn't justify shit. <laughs> that does not no. justify uh, the state making it so that I have to put my security at risk or anyone has to put their security at risk for visiting a website. I'm sorry. Uh, that, like, I, 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 at a certain point, I lose sympathy uh, when people, like, push this really hard where it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, no, I, I'm not going to go along with this. I, I, can, I cannot go off the cliff of insanity with you, even if I think your motivations are good. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. You know, you know what people want to push for? Better parental controls on home right. networks. It, like, like, yeah. let's say you take this same scanning tech, all right? Like, like, like this, this same scanning tech. Put it in an open source project or, or in a piece of software or a piece of kit that you can run on your network in order to have parental control over where your kids go online. So, like, if you've got a kid who's going to porn sites or whatever, they... That gets that gets seen on your network right. locally by a device you own, mm-hmm. and that that thing blocks it. Right. That's the solution to a problem like this. But here's the problem with that, right? Ultimately, mm-hmm. that's the solution. But the problem with a thing like a network is, and I can't remember who it was that said this, but the internet sees censorship as an attack and routes around, right? Yes. And that's right. and that is true of the network generally. So what do you do if you're a parent and you have one of those things on your network? What is your kid going to do? If your kid is at all technical or or aware of how this functions? Kids going to run a VPN. Kids just going to tunnel through it. It right. can't see the traffic. So it yeah. would just have to block encrypted communication on your local network. If you're willing to give up your use of encrypted communication, fine. But right. but that's all you. It all affects you. It's not a law that affects everybody. Right. <laughs> but that's the, so that, those are the solutions that these people should be pushing for. And there's a lot of money to be made. If, if, if this actually is as big a problem as they say it is, there's a lot right. of money to be made by the first person to get to market with that device. Right. So get moving. Yeah. If it turns out there's right. not demand for a device like that, then you're freaking out about nothing. Because nobody actually cares, right? It, it's very much like, akin to like, well, I, there shouldn't. It should be illegal to have bad things on TV because what if my kid sees them or something like right. that? It's like, I'm sorry, I I don't mean to be callous when I say this, but no, <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't care. Uh, I'm sorry. What your yeah, I don't might care. see on AMC? Yes, I know. I, I don't yes, give a I, fuck. I don't care. Truthfully. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I'm I'm all for better parental control because that's where the responsibility yeah. lies. Better and also, if you want to make it so like your kid isn't like resentful and stuff like that, uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe sit down and like heart to heart and talk to them about yeah, why. Maybe they have they the conversation. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't if if they see it like an attack, like you're you know you're just attacking them. Then they're also going to be more rebellious and get around your. Oh, so yeah. you know and then you're going to create more problems like that so it's like you know um yeah it, it it's really just like yeah I, you know uh 
well, that may be a problem, you know, in, in your household. Sorry about that. Uh, but in no situation, in no time, in no place, does that justify the state doing anything? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And, and yeah. it certainly doesn't justify the state telling adults what they have to do. Right. Yeah, right. Like, so it's it, it just, yeah, it's like, you know, well, what if, what if my kids see some, uh, you know, violent or like sex scene on TV? It's like, well, uh, sorry, I, I don't know. Change the I don't channel. Know what to tell you, dude. Yeah. yeah Lock that channel. Uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> you can control this within your own home. Yes. You don't. You you don't need. And here's the thing: if you're concerned, well, what if my kid? Uh, everybody's got a smartphone. What if I get my kid a smartphone and then they start doing the blah blah blah? blah. It's just like, then don't get them. A, get don't get them the smartphone. Yeah. Get them a regular ass the regular ass phone. They still sell them. People yeah. still use them. Feature phones. They still have them. Yeah. Uh, don't don't you can you can just choose not to do that. Right. It, it would it would be like, you know, let's imagine a scenario where like a kid's going to school and another kid in class like uh, shows a, a kid like a porn magazine or something like that. Right. And then um, millions like, of well, stories. By now the way, we have the boomers to... about finding the porno mag in the fucking forest, right. like in the woods next to the right. house. Like that's right. every fucking boomer has that story. Yes. Yes. So why don't. Uh, so then it would it would be akin to like that thing happening. And then they would be like, well, now we have to outlaw social communication. Because what if some kid introduces my kid to some poor old man? You know oh, yeah. what I mean? Now we have to lock our kids in a solitary confinement and never allow them to speak to another kid. Because what if they learn something bad from that kid? You know, that's just the kind of reasoning these people have. And I don't think they understand that's the reasoning they have. Like, let's restrict uh, free association because what if something bad happens? What if something happens that I don't like? Yeah, exactly. What? What? Something that, and this is the, this is part of the problem too, is that I think there's a lot of people who don't have kids and have never mm-hmm. had kids, uh, or who are brand new parents, who think that it's possible to control <laughs> to pass a point to control the things that your kids are exposed to in the world, and the desire right. yeah. to control that. I think you've called it like the Disneyfication of the world. Yes. Like we can just have we can have a closed system where we control all the parameters, and then you know it's just let everything else will be you know uh, honky dory from there. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah. But and, the, the, and the simple fact is, your kid gets old enough, starts going to high school, gets a driver's license, starts driving around in their own car, starts doing all this shit. Yeah, they're gonna be getting up to shit that you probably would not like them to do. Right. But that's part of being a kid. That's part of right. growing up. That's part of being a teenager. That's part of those things is that 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 individual, that human being, this is this is the sort of Lockean right idea of parenting is is growing out of childhood and becoming a peer of yours. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what's happening during that time period. And in doing so, they're going to start experiencing shit out in the world that you would maybe yes. rather they didn't experience. But that's 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 being a parent. It always has been that way. Yeah, you it's also part of the process of in some sense for the kid too. Yes, as a, as a like a learning experience. It's part so. of growing up. <laughs> right. I got drunk one time in high school. I got caught for it a year later. Have I ever told you this story? Uh 
I don't think so. I was in high school. I I went out and I I was drinking with some friends of mine, and and we were we were at another friend's place, and I was drinking, and it was it was a fun time. I felt like shit in the morning. I was like sixteen years old or whatever, and uh and I got absolutely hammered. And that was the one time I like drank in high school, like really drank in high school. I had a couple beers with a couple friends before then, but I I was never like hammered, right? Um, <laughs> I got caught a year later. Because a friend of mine sent me on Skype a video that he had taken from that night. And my mom went through my computer one weekend when I was out of town, um, which Mm -hmm. I always knew was a possibility. My parents told me we will go through your shit. You know what I mean? So that's not like Mm -hmm. it's not like I it's not like it was a betrayal of trust or whatever. I knew growing up my parents will go through my things. That was just understood. Um, But she went through it one weekend and she found the video that my friend had sent me. And it was a year later and they figured out the time frame that it took place in because of the watch I was wearing and the bracelet I was wearing on my because I had switched that stuff out since then. And so my, my parents, I get called into my parents' bedroom and they're talking to me and, and mom pulls up the video and goes, what's this? <laughs> and I said, uh, uh, clearly that's me drinking. <laughs> It was a year later, dude. I got caught. So I said, um, all that to say, I say this as somebody who couldn't get away with anything as a kid. Like, I couldn't get away with shit. I spent a lot of time grounded in high school. A lot of time. And I, all of that, to me, that was just part of growing up, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. There wasn't yeah, really, like, it's, it's not a big deal. <laughs> And again, like, look, I'm not a parent, so maybe there are insights I just don't know about. But I, I also, I do want to say something about that, where I really hate the, like, oh, well, you don't have kids, so you can't talk about that at all. Sure. It's like, it's very much to me the right-wing equivalent of, you know, you're not, so you can't have an opinion on abortion type of uh, idea. You know what I mean? I understand mean? that, yeah. Sort of like that. There's some, but there's some, like, I can understand, like, there's some insights someone may have, uh, more insights or something like right. that. But I also, I, I just, it just feels to me like preparing your child for like the world outside rather than trying to create this make-believe fantasy uh of what the world is outside is better uh, than uh yeah the latter. safer too <laughs> yeah right yes <laughs> yeah. yeah no that makes perfect sense and and honestly uh, any any parent who like actually raised kids who has adult kids now would would tell you that yeah that's probably the better way because everybody, the, the, I mean, it's a, it's a common thing. I want to say everybody. I'm, I'm speaking in generalizations and average. Everybody has their first kid, and they're just like, oh, I'm going to plan this out perfectly, and everything's going to go exactly how I expect it. And it's like, no plan survives first contact with the enemy. <laughs> right. <laughs> and yeah. You think you've got it all planned out. You think you know exactly what you're going to do, and it just never goes that way. And that's right, fine. Right. Yeah. You should care. You should have a plan. You should have a yeah. But, it's just, you're not realistic. <laughs> right. And you become realistic later on when you can look back at the way you did things and be like, ah, I could have done that better. <laughs> right. But that's what older parents, parents of this, you know, especially Gen X parents and stuff that are just like, yeah, yeah I could have done these things better. But, you know, I had unrealistic expectations of my ability as a parent. And I think everybody has that. But you have to be realistic about the fact that you're being unrealistic. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. 
I, I think no, it's, for sure. it's yeah. a very common problem that people have. It's like they think they've got it all figured out, and it's like, eh, you. I accepted a long time ago yeah. that I can do all the reading that I possibly can, and as a 30-year-old man, I'm never going to know as much as my dad. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. My dad's always going to have 20-odd years on me. He's always going to know more. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm just inherently skeptical to, like, any type of argument of, for, like, state involvement because, well, what about the children? It seems to always be the last, like, uh, oh, yeah. the last, like, emotional play. And that does, that's not to say, like, I don't care at all. It's just to say that this this tactic you're using is not going to work on me. No, uh, yeah, just... right. You can't manipulate me into agreeing with you. On yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and that there are better solutions. If we're actually concerned about kids, giving parents more solutions for taking care of this stuff is the better way. Like you, right. like, you can't just start passing laws and controlling what adults do. Sorry. Also, also, I find it funny that a lot of these people are the same people who are, like, worried about, like, uh, children learning bad things from school teachers, and they want the state to be able to be the one to, like, regulate the stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's, it, there's an irony in that. Oh, yes. Uh, absolutely. It's really funny. Well, what the state does that I agree with is good, and what the state does that I don't right. agree with is bad. Right, right. But surely, you know, when I want to pass this law, surely they'll work for me. Surely they'll do yes. what I want them to do. Oh, of course. Because, they'll be like, on you your know, side. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just don't, I, I, I just don't buy it. I don't buy the for the kids mm-hmm. shit, especially when what you're doing yeah. is putting everybody's privacy at risk. Um, yeah. It's just not worth it. It's, it's not worth it. Parents yeah. empower yeah. the parents to police their own shit. Don't don't start policing mm-hmm. it for them. Yeah. Um. Anyway, that's my take on it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The problem the problem you I, do run into is that there's a lot of parents who just don't give a shit. But honestly, there's nothing yes, you can do about that. But it's uh, that's also like one of the hardest problems to like solve because it's like, what do you do about that? Really, you know what I mean. Like, it's not like, if it's obviously a parent-child relationship is so much different than any other type of relationship. Uh, because, you know, in another type of relationship, in, in mo- like most cases, you can, if it's not working for you, you can just leave. Um, children have far fewer options. Oh, you yes. know, I mean, if there's just bad parents, uh, it's like, you know, they very much are, children a, a lot of times are trapped. Um, yes. So yeah. it, it, it's just one of those, it just... And that's not to say, I'm not saying, well, you know, we need state involvement, you know, whatever you can do. It's just like, I don't know exactly what the right answer is. Uh, I don't know if there's one that can fix this problem, but it's, I'm just acknowledging, yeah, this is a hard problem. Um, I think the problem it, it will be parents... A, it'll be a hard problem with a state or without one. You know yes, what I mean? Like it's, right. I think the problem of parents who don't give a fuck is a problem that's always been there and always will be. Yes. Yeah. I, and it's unfortunate to, like say that but i think it's true it's just yeah yeah it's just one of those unsolvable problems you can't you cannot start tackling that problem in any way that's going to make a substantial difference without also killing other things that are very important like the rights of parents who do care to raise their kids right it's like it's like we've talked about in the past like if we wanted to reduce all crime uh then you know having the magic prisons where no one could interact with each other and everyone was just imprisoned all the time. Sure, the people in the person who the the person throwing people in prison in this magical prison or whatever, he would be the bad guy, but he'd just be one bad guy. And, right. But no one, everyone else would just live fantastic lives in these prisons and never interact with another person in these magical prisons. 
uh, and we'd have practically no crime, right? Uh, but And while that may seem nice to some people, it's like it is below the level of human dignity that people are owed. Yes. Uh, and, yeah. It's the lockdown logic. It's the same logic. Yes. Right. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, speaking of, speaking of dumb adults. <laughs> segways are so off today. Um, speaking of dumb adults, uh, did you see, did what's you know Lotax's mom died? Yeah, oh, God damn it. <laughs> Jesus. I didn't know that was going to come back. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so did you hear what was going on at uh at um at burning man uh a little bit yes i did <laughs> so everybody went to burning man and it rained rain at burning man is a bad <laughs> i don't thing. know why that sense is so yeah, I funny know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> rain at burning man that could is be a like the intro thing. to a book yes. <laughs> <laughs> the first sentence the first line in the book. <laughs> um, the problem with rain at Burning Man is that mm-hmm. the ground turns into like three feet of mud. Yeah, yeah. So, so I've realized now. <laughs> yes, everyone at Burning Man is stuck at Burning Man. They can't get out. Um, everyone's all stuck there. And then, okay, have you ever heard of a podcast called True and On? Uh, I've heard of it. I've never listened. Okay, it is a Dirtbag Left podcast. And one of the guys who is on the show runs the official account for the podcast. And he started, I believe it started with him. Guy, guy called Brace. Uh, he posted on Twitter that he was at Burning Man and there was some weird virus going around. And that's why they were not being allowed to leave. Oh, so that's where the Ebola thing at Burning Man came from. I think so, because pretty soon people were photoshopping Forbes headlines saying, yes, there's an Ebola outbreak at Burning Man and and the festival is quarantined. <laughs> like, uh, people were spreading this piece of misinformation on Twitter and it was going everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you'd love to see it. Oh, it was so funny to me, man. Uh, but the the jokes that have been made about Burning Man, like everybody being stuck at Burning Man, as some of the best jokes that have that I've seen on the internet in a long time. But spreading purposefully yeah. spreading the misinformation that there was an Ebola outbreak at Burning Man is just top tier. It is so funny. Right, yeah, yeah. No, that is that is so good. <laughs> oh, right when you said that, hold on. I just saw something across my feet. Hold on. Uh, I'll post it in chat, links. <laughs> a message from those trapped at Burning Man has just been released. Quote, they have taken the bridge in the second hall. We have barred the gates, but cannot hold them for long. The ground shakes. We cannot get out. A shadow moves in the dark. We cannot get out. They are coming. <laughs> 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 oh man oh god oh, imagine like funny. like you're just like walking in the mud and then like you step on a heroin needle <laughs> just like well 
like trench foot and HIV. <laughs> and, and then you're like, man, I could be back home on Reddit right now. Exactly. So, like... <laughs> I should have just done shrooms at home. Yeah. <laughs> I should have just lit my house on fire instead. Oh, man. I do think I, it's it's very funny when something like I, honestly, I, I think I, look, they're probably going to be fine, but it's yeah. hilarious. It's hilarious that it's just these yeah, people who are generally insufferable, right? Like, that's the type <laughs> of person that goes to Burning Man um, in a general sense, an insufferable mm-hmm. person. And it's like you, you just decided to did they not have weather reports? Did they not know <laughs> this was going to happen? They couldn't have pushed mm-hmm. it back a week. It must have been the space lasers again. Yeah, messing exactly. With the <laughs> yeah, the space lasers. Yeah. Um, yeah, they fired the heart machine up specifically to yeah, yeah. fuck with Burning Man. Um, they have an anti-Burning Man uh, button there. They just press when they want the lols. It's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. I'm I'm glad I'm glad we were able to talk about that for a second because here's something terrifying. Um the uh so we, we talked a little bit on the last episode about the Trump situation and, and the idea that, mm-hmm. that Fannie Willis as a prosecutor is um a prosecutor. And uh yeah. <laughs> and and they love to play stupid games and fuck with people's rights. Apparently one of the defendants in in the uh the, the slate of defendants in Georgia related to the Trump thing have uh one of the defendants has made a motion under under Georgia state law for a speedy trial and the response from the prosecution uh in this this little chunk of it here uh I'm just going to read it just out of just whole cloth from this little piece of it here um the procedural posture of the case has been dictated by defendant's speedy trial demands as will be delineated in front under Georgia law, the defendant's decision to file, to file a speedy trial demand limits certain of their options in this case, namely one, the defendants cannot now argue they are entitled to the state's discovery responses 10 days in advance of trial, and then there are two case citations there, two, the defendants cannot now argue they are entitled to notice of the state's similar transaction evidence 10 days in advance of trial, there is a case citation there. Three, the defendants are now precluded from calling any witnesses whose statements were not provided to the state at least 10 days in advance of trial. There is a citation there. And four, mm-hmm. the defendants cannot now complain that they received less than seven days notice of the trial date in this case. And there is a, uh, a citation there. That is what the, <laughs> that is what the state is saying. Um, is the result of a defendant's motion for a speedy trial. Can't complain about the fact that we don't give you discovery, and you have to give us discovery ten days in advance of the trial. Hmm. How interesting. Yeah! That is very, uh... That's kind of (laughs) scary. Um... Andrew Fleischman, who uh, who I believe practices in Fulton County, has said uh, apparently this is a boilerplate motion they file whenever someone asks for a speedy trial. And uh, Scott Greenfield's response is it may be boilerplate, but it's still denial of due process. <laughs> and that is true. Yeah, I uh, this, this is a denial of due process. This is um, 
defendants, you don't have to decide whether you want a speedy trial or due process. Like, you get both. This is right. not, this is not a, an issue. <laughs> like, this is, this is what you get. You get, you're supposed to have both by default. The fact that you have to move to get a speedy trial is insane anyway. Right. Yeah. But they, th- this is the, the fucking, this is the kind of thing that, honestly, this is the kind of thing that bugs me so much about the way the left is responding to these cases. Mm-hmm. Is that if it were any other defendant in any other situation, this kind of shit would have the left up in arms. Right. Yeah. It, 100%. Yes. Uh, and, and as people should be up in arms uh, when, yes. when this, this type of thing happens. Uh, it's like, yeah, if like, like the whole idea, right? The, the whole idea, if someone is committed to like justice, right? Like someone is like just hard committed to justice. Uh, it's like, yeah, you believe in due process, even for the worst person imaginable. Absolutely. Like, whatever that person is, whoever that person is, you can make them up in your head. In your head, whoever that person is to you, if you believe in justice, you believe that person still has rights and they must be respected, uh, even if they're the worst human being you've ever seen in your life. Yes. Uh, uh, that is what it means to be committed to justice. That's what it means not to be swayed by, you know, uh, like just these arbitrary feelings of ickiness that you feel towards someone. Yeah. I'm the, there's so much, I think people generally, and and this is, of course, this isn't something I would expect people to know. Like I wouldn't expect everybody to understand the way the justice system works because frankly, it's esoteric and weird and not everybody has the time to dedicate to, you know, getting to know the system and and the way that it functions. But I, I do suspect, and I said this, I said this uh, in the last episode. I think people in Fulton County know Fannie Willis. I think especially uh, the black community in Fulton County knows Fannie Willis. And that this prosecutor is going to fuck around. Mm -hmm. Because she fucks around with defendants' rights in other cases. And her office fucks around with defendants' rights in other cases. So why wouldn't she fuck around with defendants' rights in this case? And the fact that the left has, just because of who the defendant is, the left has decided that defendants' rights just don't matter in this case. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's. <laughs> yeah. In I, any I, other scenario, or in most other, in most other scenarios, uh, the, the same people on the left would be like freaking out as they should be, uh, because that is. Yeah. Uh, it's an ins- just an insane like. Uh, like injustice i mean literally uh, it's right, right it's wild i and i'm not letting the right off the hook on this either if you're oh, no the no right, that, they, you that, care? they've been like yeah. they've been denying people their rights for a long time too so it's like right yeah. if you're if you're on the right and you suddenly care about defendants rights because it's trump and a bunch of his cronies right you can fuck all the way off too man. yes Yes. <laughs> right. It's like, oh, now you care. It's it's like, you know, it's like how 
one hand, it's like, yeah, do I like the right uh, hating the FBI uh, more now? Yes. Do I hate that it they didn't hate the FBI until the FBI started explicitly attacking the right? Uh, yes, I do hate that too. You and know, all, it's, and, and it's, that they wouldn't, <laughs> and that they would stop hating the FBI if the FBI just started attacking the people they want them to attack. Yes, exactly, exactly. It's it's not that they oppose them like de jour on principle of the they, their opposition to the FBI. No, no. They oppose them because now the guns are turned back at them. Right. Uh, and that's why they don't like them. Yeah. Yeah, because the shoe's on the other foot. But, but right. I, I mean, and this is the, this is what I hate about people. There's a, there is a, there is a collection of people, and I think they're on the right and the left, mm-hmm. um, and they're, you know, people who are outside of that dynamic as well, who, who make it their business to really care about defendants' rights. There are conservatives who say that it is the tradition of, of the American Republic that we have strong defendants' rights. It's enshrined in our Constitution. Yes. This is all part of who we are, and, and defendants should be afforded the due process they deserve. There are conservatives who take that line, and I respect them for it. There are people yes. on the left who say that the state abuses people, the state abuses especially poor people, especially mm-hmm. people who are, who are in, in poor communities or black people or whatever it is that they're using to justify their position. That, mm-hmm. that the state does that, and therefore we should have stronger defendants' rights, and uh, yes. fine, I agree, whatever. Um, the, the, what bothers me is the people who have no fucking principles around this at all. That yeah, if the view, defendant is view. someone they hate, then the state can stomp all over them, and it's fine. Right, they view just, quote-unquote justice, or the justice system as a cudgel. It's like we're going to punish you now because we don't like you, and we're going to use the, the you know uh, justice in an ostensible sense to do it. Yes, uh, even if it's even if the means are completely not in accordance with justice. And prosecutors see it the same way. I mean, no, I mean this is the they see this the justice system the same way prosecutors do, which is a way to make life difficult for people I don't like. Right, because that's what prosecutors yeah. again. If you you can be a, a defendant who got an acquittal and you still lost three years of your life, probably your job, uh, to to this this fucking thing, right? Like this whole mess mm-hmm. will will have ruined your life, even if you get an acquittal at the end of all of it. Yeah. And 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 the yeah. prosecutors are happy with that outcome. They want that right. for you for having gotten involved with the law at all. Right. Yeah. It's. <laughs> And it's, it, 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 there is no, and, and these people see it the exact same way. They see this as a method by which they can fuck with people they don't like. Yeah. It's not, like, <laughs> uh, I, I always like to, like, kind of, like, my guiding principle is always like, what, if you, cl- if you think you have a principle, stress, te- stress test it, put it under extreme, like, conditions, and yes. see if you still hold the principle at the end. Um, that, you know, that like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, if you claim to be support justice, imagine it's the worst human being alive and then you have to administer justice, uh, over this case or something. Yes. Would you still be fair? Uh, you know, would you give the devil due that he is owed? Yes. Uh, right. And that is the commitment of justice. If you're going to be, if you're going to claim that you are committed to like actual justice, then that is what, that is the price that is owed. Right. Um, and I find a lot of people, as you said, just, they don't care. Justice is like a window dressing to them. It's the show off. Yes. Um, it's like, the, it's, it, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's the means um, by which they can mess with people. It's the means by which they can right. make life hard for others. 
Yeah, exactly, exactly. It, it's like you know, um, uh, it, it's, it's it's sort of like you know, well, if, if someone steals something, uh, are you more? Is it more important to you that the person gets the the thing that was stolen back, or that we? Put torture the person who stole. You know, <laughs> like should we? Like you know, what I mean, like is it more important for them to like say, okay, imagine like a scenario where we're going to torture the person who who the thief, but that means that the for some for whatever reason the victim won't get their thing back. Well, that the, they lost. This the is thief. what we talked about uh, when we were talking about prison abolitionism and things. Was was this yes. idea that that you have people who have been wronged, and yes. uh, especially and people have been wronged monetarily. And and you have a system in place by which you can make that person whole, but you yeah. elect not to, and yes. instead you put the person who wronged the other individual in a cage so that the other individual never sees a judgment in their favor. And not only that, they're paying for that person's room and board. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's just, so, it's just you, so backward to me. Yeah, it's it's completely backwards to me too. It's it's insane. <laughs> it, I, I think a lot of people when they when they feel slighted or when some, especially when it's like a, poli- a political slight, they just do feel this like extreme need for revenge, and it's like they are just willing to hurt someone even if it would violate their principles otherwise. Yeah, um, that's yeah. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Oh man, it just it I, I the way that I saw people responding to this, I just ugh. Ugh. Yeah. And then people justifying it, they're like, well that's what it is under Georgia law. Well, first of all, I saw I saw a few attorneys who said that that's not actually what those cases stand for. Like those cases don't necessarily support those statements. But even if that's true, that's such a Weasley response. I you yes. know what I mean? Like it's always just like, well, it's like okay, for person saying that wouldn't care even if it wasn't like like, you know what i mean (laughs) like they wouldn't care they're just saying that so that they appear like they care yes (laughs) or that they could visit well you know that's what the state of georgia wanted to do so they get to do that if they want to do that and it's like no actually they they don't they don't (laughs) right you can't just strip due process away from people by statute i recognize that the supreme court has fucked this up a lot but Ethically, at the very least, you can't just strip away due process from people by statute. Yeah, suddenly these people think states are allowed to do whatever they want to do. Uh, yes. You know, states' rights, right? Even, even if it directly contradicts the Constitution. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of that kind of thing, actually, we, we, uh, I had a long conversation with Lady Jane last night about... Um, there is a new series of courts being set up in Texas. I thought this was very interesting. Um, this, this law was passed, uh, I think, last year, if I recall correctly. And the courts are being set up uh, this year, and they will hear cases a year from now. Or they're getting set up this month, and they will hear cases a year from now. And um, th- this is a case, this is a, these are courts that are specifically business courts. Um. If you're okay. if you're not familiar, the Delaware has what's called the Court of Chancery, and it's like a business court. Um, okay. Because and that's one of the reasons that a lot one of the reasons that you see a lot of incorporation in the state of Delaware is because a lot of businesses that incorporate in the state of Delaware, even if they're not there, um, a lot of Silicon Valley companies incorporate in the state of Delaware, is because the law of 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 business business law, uh, the law of corporations 
and things of that nature are very consistent in the state of Delaware. Um, oh, okay. It's not gotcha. even necessarily the laws are super pro-business, but some might be, but it's more because it's very predictable. The, right. The, the and laws, that, yeah. I'm sorry. Can you, and and that, that cuts down on cost, obviously, when you're doing business with other, other right. people is predictability. Yeah. Yes. If I'm going to be sued in the state of Delaware, in the state of my incorporation, I know exactly what the laws are going to be. Because uh-huh. I'm, uh, this, is, this is a place that is incredibly predictable business law. Yeah. Texas wants to be that. Texas wants to have, I believe, that Texas wants to be Delaware. Wants mm. to attract business and knows that the method by which you can do that is to have very predictable business law. Um, the TBOC, the Texas Business Organizations Code, thing like, things mm-hmm. like that can be, you can have special courts that are, their outcomes will be very predictable given the law. Uh, and so they've set up this new series of courts that are, um, there are, there are smaller sort of, uh, uh trial level courts. Uh, I think there's something like 11 of them throughout the state that serve different regions. And then there is a single appellate court that serves the entire state. They're setting up a new appellate court, the 15th, uh, district court. Uh, we have 14 now they're setting up a 15th and the district for that court's going to be the entire state. And they are going to only hear business cases on appeal from those trial courts. And then the, you can appeal from the next court up is the Texas Supreme Court. Um, mm-hmm. So you could appeal from that appellate court to the Texas Supreme Court. We were having a long conversation about this idea that, that you can have the district be the entire state. And Lady Jane was arguing that um, that's not constitutional. Because the Texas Constitution says specifically that the appellate courts shall be set up in, in districts and that their jurisdiction shall, shall extend over those districts. Uh, over their respective districts and Mm. that that is understood to mean separate districts for each court. And my argument was, well, the, the constitution specifically empowers the legislature to draw those districts, how they want to have them, to have them cover whatever geographic regions they want to. Mm -hmm. If I'm on the side of the legislature, I'm saying, uh, yes, we, the legislature, set up the district for this court to be the exact size, shape, and dimensions of the state of Texas. And that's where it sits. <laughs> you know what I mean? I gotcha. Yes, yes. But we had a long conversation about that. I thought it was, it was, it was, a, it was an interesting sort of conversation. I think, I think Lady Jane has the originalist argument, but I'm not sure if there's like a limiting principle for the legislature drawing districts, but it's going to be challenged. It is being challenged. Um, mm. There are, there are a lot of people challenging this, but this is one of the things that I think Texas needs. If it's going to be the Delaware of, well, not, things that aren't Delaware, right? Um, okay. <laughs> if it's going to try yeah. and try and bring business in the way they seem to want to, I think they're going to need something like this. Another weird thing too, was that they appoint the judges at the trial court level. But they can't constitutionally, uh, the same uh, section of the Constitution, uh, appellate judges have to be elected. So the, the judges at the appellate court are going to be elected by, in statewide elections, the judges at the trial courts are going to be appointed by the governor. Mm, okay. I would almost prefer the reverse. Mm-hmm. I would almost prefer that the judges and the trial courts be elected locally, and then, yeah, yeah fine, you can appoint your appellate justi- judges. That's fine. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? 
Sure. Yeah. But that would that be unconstitutional sense. in Texas. They couldn't do that. Oh, okay. I see. Yeah, yeah. Now I say that to say I had to tell um or I'm I'm I'll be sending a message to and, and probably calling my dad tonight because this is going to be relevant to him. <laughs> this, <laughs> they've they've spent time in Texas courts as a result oh. of uh, the business. And so <laughs> it's going to be one of those things where like you might have to look into this. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, I just thought that was that was kind of an interesting thing that there's this constitutional is issue of like how does the legislature get to draw a district? And does the district have to be a piece of Texas or can it be the whole state? Right. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, how districts get made is a very actually interesting thing. It's like very like nerdy. Um, oh, yeah. But it's actually like super super interesting and there's a lot of um uh <laughs> a lot of like politics that goes into district drawing um, oh yeah especially for but, especially for like representatives and stuff you have representative districts yes. that are like if you look at look at a look at a guarantee if any state you're in i don't care look at a map of your representative of your representative districts they make no sense mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> they make no sense at all that's the gerrymandering people complain about it's just like yes. you look at a you look at a map of representative districts in 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 a city like houston or whatever and it's like this just doesn't make any sense. This does not track at all. But what they're trying to do is break down the population and the demographics such, such that one political party has power over another because there's more voters yes. like in this little string of areas, there's more voters that will vote one way. And so you encapsulate them and then you include a portion of an area that will have voters that vote the other way. And then right. you've split the vote for the opposition and you guys get the big block. Right, yeah, you want to you want to have a majority, but you also have the opposition, as you said. That way, you can whittle down the numbers in other districts. Exactly. Yeah, and then sometimes they'll throw them a bone and give them one big district of people who are opposition, and it's like, but but mm-hmm. you're not. That's one person yeah. now. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's very very interesting. I, I recommend people look mm-hmm. at a at a map of their representative districts in yeah. in wherever you, wherever you live because I guarantee it's weird. <laughs> anyway um that was just something that occurred to me because we had talked about it or uh lady jane and i had talked about it but it's an interesting constitutional oh. challenge so i didn't know this apparently uh, this happened a few months ago and i just learned about it actually somewhat recently did you, did you hear uh, chris chan got released from custody yes i did hear that i yeah, I, I had no idea until just a few days ago that happened um let me see, because I, I didn't have the opportunity to look. Uh, released from custody. Mm, I'm going to cut this down. It happened a few months ago, I think. Uh, uh, this is one of the... This is an interesting thing. So you have a situation here where what Christian was arrested for Mm-hmm. was incest. And it was something that... <sighs> Christian was basically trolled into doing what he did by an individual yes. who ran, like, a Discord community who fucked with him. And, and His this father was an FBI agent, Yes! Right? <laughs> the individual's father was yeah. an FBI agent. And, and yeah. this is one of those cases that if, if I'm a prosecutor... I don't know mm-hmm. if I want to take this case to court. 
<laughs> because you've got somebody who is a barely functional autist. Um, right. Someone who is, I think, verifiably kind of retarded. And, and <laughs> who was trolled by an online community into something horrendous. Right. Um, yeah. It's and, like, you know, what kind of statement are you really making there? You know, if you're pro- you know what I mean? And <laughs> like, what kind of defenses do you want brought in? Right. What kind of right. people do you want subpoenaed? Uh, yeah. Can you get, I mean, th- just the, the, the way this thing go, I don't think this goes well for the prosecutor. No, no. Yeah. And apparently, uh, I, I don't know. I, people were saying that Chris Chan is back on Twitter. Like they, his account. I didn't know he had an account. That is possible. Um, uh, that is, apparently, that is he was possible. liking posts recently. I I don't know. Yeah, it's Man. just uh, Chandler's just wild. I can't wait. I can't wait for a new episode of his life uh, oh. to come out. Uh, uh, there's another <laughs> hearing, um, or there was another hearing uh, last month on August eighth, and I didn't see anything fall out of that. But. Um, yeah, I just, I'm... Can you imagine being, uh, I, you know, obviously, you know, I, I just, I, a part of me is like, a real selfish part of me is like, I want the trial because I want the jury to sit through the 23-hour video <laughs> of his life. The whole documentary. Docu- the whole documentary. And, and I want to, like, ask them what they thought of the dimensional merge. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Yes, you know, I I would love to see that in court. It's it's, it's one of the, honestly, I think you could if you were a defense attorney. I think you could really turn this case around on the prosecutor. I think you could oh, make this yeah. person look like the most victimy victim that ever victimed. Yes, yeah, no, hundred percent, hundred percent, a hundred percent. And you know, every great drama like has a courtroom episode, so I think that'd be really good. You know, absolutely. Uh, but it's like how do you as a defense attorney how do you subpoena the person who talked him into it their dad's an fbi agent they don't live anywhere near your jurisdiction right i I shouldn't say this is in virginia right so it's close to if this person Mm -hmm. is in dc um which is possible or not i'm not actually sure where they live but it's close but i I just don't know man i just Mm -hmm. don't know as if, just like I, I don't know if I pursue this case as a prosecutor, it just seems yeah, like a can yeah. of worms, and you're gonna right. have a circus. Like there's gonna be people outside of your courthouse all the time. Like it's it's just. <clears throat> but yes, getting to see the trial would be a gift. Yeah, yeah, an absolute <laughs> gift. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It, it is really one of those like main character type things where it's like, and then this happened, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and then they were in court. <laughs> Man, actually, they have to play the deposition of Josh Moon. <laughs> oh my! <God. laughs> they have to go to depose Null and play the dep- the deposition in court. God. Uh... Oh man, it, it would be just an absolute train wreck. Yeah, just a, a train wreck of epic proportions and hilarious. Oh, oh man, this is this is going to be a. I I don't know what's going to happen. There there was apparently another hearing on the eighth, but it, it's um. 
Side question. I I can't remember what you said. Is it federal cases that don't get um, recorded, or is it in the in you? Federal. I, I don't remember. Federal. It's federal that don't. Uh, yeah. You you can't have. Um, they, they don't allow especially video in in federal court. Do you think that? Do you think Trump will have video because this is Georgia? Yes. In fact, I believe they verified that they were going to uh, oh. broadcast the Trump trials. <laughs> God. I believe they verified they were going well, to be the doing most watched it. trial in history. Oh yes, oh yes, that'll be bigger than Rittenhouse. That'll be bigger than Depp. Okay. That'll be yeah. Oh yeah, because it's on the internet. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's gonna be huge, absolutely huge. Oh, God. oh that's something to look forward to. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, I suspect it's because Fanny Willis wants to become a star off of this thing. Right. Right. Uh, and it's for the same reason they did it with Rittenhouse. If you remember the the prosecutor oh in that Man. case, Binger. Binger, what was his name? Binger. Yeah. Yeah. Binger wanted to be a star. I mean, that's that was that whole thing was a political move by Binger. You remember when he pointed the AR at yes. the courtroom? He flagged the freaking. He flagged the gallery with the thing. Just outrageous. Just. The- there's no sights on it. He's looking down the rail as if he's looking through sights, but there were no sights on the gun. Uh-huh. Oh, that whole thing was just designed to be a press shot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, man, he's so aggravating. And I think Willis is the same creature. You know what I mean? The same kind of creature. Right. Yeah, once the fame. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And the best way to do that is to get law and crime to stream your... <laughs> your uh, your trial and yeah that's another issue um law, uh, law and crime loves to copy flag people for streaming their stream oh they, they they're one of those oh it's bad and and they get special access to stuff so like there are streams that mm. that like they're the only one that, that streams it oh we're like they're playing audio sometimes where others don't have the audio uh, like yeah that, or they'll or... have or they'll have just or they'll be the only organization that got access to the courtroom that happens sometimes where it's like they'll give one source access to the courtroom to film and um oh wow and it, yeah law and crime will copy flag people Ugh, it's it's aggravating um but yes they, they are they are supposedly they are going to be streaming the trump trial in georgia oh my God, i I, I just don't <sighs> it's gonna be so huge yeah, it's gonna be huge, huge. Yes. <laughs> when, um, when are the tri- when is the trial? Is is there a date uh, for the uh, trial or not? No, not yet. I don't think so. I, okay. I don't think there's a date yet. I mean, this is the kind of thing that normally with a normal defendant, this would take um, three or four years. <laughs> but um, uh, okay. I'm think, sure they're gonna like. Go ahead. I, I think they were trying to set it up to where. The trial was um, pr- before the, uh, I think it was Election. before Super Tuesday. Oh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's what my idea would be. They wanted before then, right? Yeah, I think it was before the Iowa, ooh, I think they wanted to set it up before, no, not Super Tuesday, the Iowa caucus. Um, Man, if Trump comes out looking really good in that, uh, or that he looks like he's being targeted, that's going to win him so many votes. That's my prediction. You know what I mean? Like, if he uh, comes across really well, or like like he's being a targeted, like he's pressed by the prosecutor, I oh, think yeah. that, that could win him the election. Um, let me look. Trump, 
this is, yeah, April 4th, 2023. Trump may be on trial in New York. Oh, this is for the New York one. Just weeks before the 2024 Iowa caucuses. Um, uh, and a, a trial like this could take a week or more. They wanted the trial to be scheduled for January 2024 in New York. Uh, Trump's legal team asked for spring 2024. So that'll be that. That will be very interesting. Hmm. Let me see if I can find any news on the Georgia date. Uh, yeah, I don't see any news on the Georgia date. There may be okay. some, but I can't find it right now. <clears throat> if there I is any, I'll talk they about also want I wouldn't be surprised if they also want to do it before the election. Uh, oh, sure. Yeah. Sure. Well, the, the, I think the ideal would be to have him tied up in trial during mm-hmm. the primary. Yeah, yeah. I, I, like, I think that would be what they, what they would want to do. Because they, if you have him where he can't go out on stage and where he can't respond to anything... Mm-hmm. Uh, Georgia but judge I think, again, sets this... October 23rd trial date for Trump co-defendant Kenneth uh, Chaseborough. So defendants, other defendants are getting um, trial dates, but I don't think there's one for Trump himself yet. Mm, okay. Because I think this could also, like, the, the backfire, because everyone is watches. Everyone watches trial. Oh, if, yeah. You know, if he, imagine if he starts, like, campaigning while he's, you know, like, testifying or something. Oh, yeah. Uh, or... Can you imagine the Trump trial on the same day as a Republican primary debate? Oh my... Yeah, no one would tune into that debate. (laughs) (laughs) And it would be... Well, here's the thing. If they did the primary debate on, like, primetime. Let's say they did the primary debate at 7 Mm -hmm. o'clock in the evening. Um, If they did that, and the Trump trial was all day before, it will cast such a pall on the debate. Like, it's going to be the thing where it's like, they're not talking about it? But they really probably should be. <laughs> right, right, yeah. <laughs> God, that would be amazing. But just like that, I, I, I really don't like the Georgia case. I, I think the, oh, the, the okay. federal cases, I think, are better. Um, but mm-hmm. I think the Georgia case is a bad case. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. All the RICO stuff is just, it's just really soft. I think. I think it's really soft. I, I don't think you're going to be able to hook, especially if you end up with a jury that's got, you know, one or two sort of Trump people on the jury. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think you have a hard time getting convictions on, on these. Mm-hmm. I think it's just difficult. I, I, I really do. I don't think the, yeah. the indictments are particularly strong. Mm-hmm. But some of it also depends on evidence. and, and uh, and what they can end up bringing forward, and 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 how good that stuff, which is still an open question in a lot of cases. But mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Uh, it's going to be interesting, and it's going to be. This is the kind of. This is some. You know, it's. You know, I was talking to my dad about this. Uh, this is follow the republic shit, man. Like mm-hmm. this is, you know, dragging political opponents into court. Um, the kind of shit that that politicians do all the time. That that's always been illegal, but no one's ever cared. And now you got federal mm-hmm. indictments for that kind of shit. You got it's just, I I, I it really is follow the republic level. Yeah. Oh yeah. Garbage. And you know people 
people are always like being real doomer and everything. It's like you get to watch the Republic fall on the internet with yeah. other people in real like, this time. This is fantastic. <laughs> this is the best thing ever. This is, gonna be the this most, is great. The most entertaining fall of an empire that's ever happened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the fucking... <laughs> the fall like, of our the president has got nothing on this. Yeah, no, nothing at all. Our president has dementia, and every time one of his handlers looks underneath, uh, under his account... Uh, like, you know, uh, Hunter Biden smokes crack 69420 can just respond and call him a cuck. Like, it is an incredible time to be alive. Speaking of that, did you see McConnell freeze again? Yes. Yes, In dude. Kentucky, they asked him about running in 2024, and he just, he kind of looks, he goes, running. And then he just, like, looks off into the distance, into, like, the middle distance, and doesn't move. Yes. And one of the handlers yes. comes up to the side of him and says, did you hear the question running 2024? And he's just staring. He's like, it's like uh, the, the, the stereotypical, like you, you talk to a Vietnam vet and you mention something about Vietnam. <laughs> Look at holo- helicopters. And and like, then, like, yeah, 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 just, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes it's it is wild dude and and you're just watching that just like this dude's like in government this guy is this is this isn't one of the guys who makes the decisions it's like when you see when you see biden do the same kind of shit where he obviously his mind is breaking entirely and and it's like this is a guy who decides stuff for everyone Right. It's horrifying. I, I said before, usually this wouldn't be a laughing matter to me, but these people are also like uh, supposed to be like the leaders of the country, and there's yes. something you can't find not funny about that. They're absolutely uh, just little bit clowns. That's yes, yes. <laughs> and when she says she said uh, she she did that, and he froze up entirely, and then like eventually he kind of snaps out of it, sorta. And she goes, uh-huh. uh, okay, next question, a little louder, please. As if the reason that happened was because he didn't yeah, hear he... the question. <gasps> right, right. <laughs> Everyone heard the question. She repeated the question. He, yeah. something happened to him. Yeah. I think he's having, I, I, honestly, dude, it seems to, I don't know shit about ass as far as medicine, but it seems to me, dude, this is like a stroke thing. I, it looks like to me, and again, I, I don't, I'm not qualified to speak on this authoritatively, but it, it does seem to me like a mini stroke kind of thing, kind of right. Um, and that it's happening in like periodically. Yeah, it's that, or it's just just dementia. That's just like it just kicks in, yeah. and he's just yeah. out. Right. Of- yeah. But this is, I mean, this is somebody who should not be in government. No. And and the fact that the the way that he looks off in the middle distance when it happens is it's like it's horror movie tier shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's the type of thing where it's like, you know, what is he seeing versus what what and what are we not seeing? You know, (laughs) like, like, like he's the only one. Yeah. Like, he's the only one who monster. 
and everyone else can't see it. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the Grim Reaper's just standing in the back of the room, like, soon, and he's just staring petrified at it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) I I am just... uh, I, I am... He is. He is just gone. Yeah, there's no way uh, this I think he's reelected into government. I think he's perfectly qualified for presidency. Uh, personally, it would seem uh, so. Yeah, perfect. Absolutely meets all the necessary qualifications. Fucking octogenarian. Yeah. Fucking broken brain. Yeah, absolutely. He should, he deserves to yeah. be president now. Yeah, I, absolutely. It's really difficult to. It's really difficult to stay in public life that long. And still, and have a broken brain and, and be that old. He's earned it. Yeah. Make him right. president. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, it's, it is wild. And then you got a bunch of doctors on, um, like, in, in the media talking about, well, well, this is what could be causing this, all this sort of stuff. It's just... Uh, and, and you don't know who to believe in that, too. Because you'll have mm-hmm. doctors who are who are obviously like bought and paid for talking head style doctors. Yeah, the emperor is totally clothed. What are you talking? Exactly, about? exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, this could be a very simple case of a of a neurological hoobadoobble, uh, and it's like, well, okay, like is it? Uh, yeah, but we can all see what's happening. Typical? We can all see what's happening in front of our eyes. Exactly. Like, no matter what it is, it's happening. <laughs> Oh yes, this is absolute. This could be nothing. This is these kinds of things tend to happen to people who are in high stress positions. And oh, this is so. Yeah. Oh God, no! Shut up. <laughs> it's okay. I also go brain dead in grocery stores, and and, uh, <laughs> and my ice cream, the ice cream just falls out of my cone, and I drink ten minutes. You know, it happens. <laughs> who among us? It's just freezing. It makes you think of the the four chan coffee pasta spaghetti coming out of the pockets, and he's just standing there frozen. (laughs) (laughs) Like it happens to everyone, Dean. We've all been. Of course, Uh, we have. Jesus, this they are going to have to sequester him because if this keeps happening, it's it's. I mean, I think it's already over for him. But if this yeah. happens one more time publicly, it's really over. Yeah. This, I mean, uh, man, it, it's like all these people, it, it really is crazy, right? Because it's like, you know, you're seeing these people break down live on television. Uh, like, is Diane, Diane Feinstein even alive? still or is she just being like we oh, the bodies you know there's like, somebody <laughs> there's somebody that has you know the 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 old puppeteers on uh on the sesame street that would run yeah. two puppets at the same time yeah there's yeah, yeah. a guy somewhere with his hand <laughs> up the ass of both feinstein and pelosi and he's yes. he's, he's working them both as fast as he can <laughs> right <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. The reason they just stop and they look like they're having a stroke is actually his hand just tired. Yes. His hand just gets tired and he gets a cramp, and he has to. He's like, "Oh shit, I gotta get back over there." Just, <laughs> he was busy working the other puppet, and this one's just kind of right, right. Yeah, yeah. He, he, it's just one intern, and he's being overworked, and it's like you know, Jesus. 
This is, I mean, honestly, I, I how do people even vote for people? <laughs> honestly, like, seeing this is just, ugh. These are the fucking leaders of the free world, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, this- don't you feel represented? <laughs> oh, yes, I feel so represented. Yeah. These kinds of things very often happen. You know, he's he just like me for real, for real. <laughs> when Joe Biden got elected, I was like, finally, a prison uh, is just like me and shits their pants. Yes, exactly. Uh, you know, it's, it's like... <laughs> it's, it's great. I feel so represented. The representation is so high. Uh, very bigly. Very quickly. <laughs> oh goodness! Yeah, I uh, I am just uh, disgusted, disgusted <laughs> at the situation, at the quality of our. You know, this is one thing that I think Tucker Carlson did get right is when he said that the quality of our elites fucking sucks. <laughs> Oh, I thought you were going to talk about the green M&M. No, no. Well, uh, oh, okay. maybe you got that right, too. But the, <laughs> <laughs> the quality of our elites is just in the fucking toilet. It's bad. <laughs> yeah. Our elites are terrible. Which, which I kind of, look, i would be honest, I kind of like that. I kind of oh. like that the mask has fallen off. Oh, And yes. that uh, it's been laid bare before everyone's eyes that it's like, yeah, yeah these are these are the people mm-hmm. uh, who are in power. Yeah, these are the people who tell you what to do. Yeah. Tell you how to live their life, how to live your life. Yeah. Not theirs. They don't know how to live theirs. <laughs> no. <laughs> they, they need an aide to tell them how to live theirs, but they will tell you how to right. live yours for sure. Yep. Oh, man. Anyway, did you have any other things to bring up? Nope, I think uh, I think that was it. All right, no, it was a lighter episode, a little bit shorter episode this week, but we talked about a lot last week, and there really hasn't been. Yeah, Yeah. that's true. And there really hasn't been much though over the last week. I mean, there's there's like a few small stories, but there's not really uh, anything big that's gone down. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, uh, all right. Let's get to plugs then. All right, cool. Uh, on Twitter, you can find me at ace underscore arcist. On Substack, I am acearcist.substack.com. And on Blue Sky, I am acearcist.bsky.social. Are you working on anything else for Substack, or, or are you um, uh, busy doing other things? Yes, actually, I, I'm writing a very late um, uh, thing about uh, the nuclear bombings of Hiroshima, and it's sort, sort of like my argument for why it's not okay to kill people uh for the actions of their government radical i know oh uh, yes yeah, insane but yeah that's uh yeah that that that's something i'm i'm getting to yes i I've, I've been led to believe that that is just sacrilegious to yeah. to have that position <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> well i'm glad you're working on that um i won't ask for a date because uh nope i'm not going to give the, a date yep that's <laughs> the quickest way to make sure it doesn't come out is for yep. is for you to is for somebody to ask you when it's coming and uh yeah i understand yep. that though entirely um so uh excellent i'm glad you're working on that yeah yeah sounds very interesting i'm excited to read it um Pacing Joska, J-O-U-S-K-A, on Twitter, or X. I, I don't want to call it X. I'm not calling it X. I, I still, yeah. I, I, I had to have a, I, I did a, a, a post the other day where I had to reference people on Twitter, and I, I debated with myself. I was like, do I, do I call it? Ah, it's still Twitter, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. 
I I am perfectly okay with dead naming Twitter. For <laughs> um, exactly. So I find that instance perfectly justifiable to me. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, pacing Joska J O U S K A on Twitter. Uh, pacing Joska dot uh, B S K Y dot social, and the show on Blue Sky T E T C dot show, and on Twitter T E T C show. That is. Uh, I think all of the links and ats and things, they're also in the description and on uh, TETC.show on uh, the the website thing. <clears throat> Online, internet, page. <laughs> Why did I forget the word for webpage? <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway. On uh, the old HTML. Oh, yes. Yeah, the old <laughs> interwebs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Later, guys. You can find us on the blogs. Yes, yes. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of The End Times Continue. For links and other information, come see us at TETC.show. Yeah.